0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Much love to everybody tuned in all across North America. You could be listening on the free Odyssey app. You could be tuned in on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. All my folks tuned in on Sirius XM channel 158 and everybody listening on a smart speaker. All you got to do is be smart enough to ask that computer, that listening device in your home, at your job, wherever it is. Just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio and boom. The JR Sport Re show pops up. Ian Perloff pops up. Bill Ryder pops up. Jerome pops up. Zach Gell pops up. I pop up. Bart Winkler pops up. Amy Lawrence pops up. So if you're smart enough to have a smart speaker, if not, just go steal one. Not that difficult. Don't say that I did that. Either way, it's day number two of the JR Sport Brief show here in the year 2024. It is day number two. And the new time slot, yeah, if you're just back to work now, getting in your vehicle, in your car at this time, yeah, this is something to get used to. The show now gets started at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We got a lot to talk about here over the next four hours. Thank you so much to our super producer and host Ryan Hickey. He's holding things down for us in New York City while I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. We got people listening on the West Coast here in the South and Georgia with me up north with Ryan Hickey in the Midwest. We got folks listening in Canada and Mexico. We got people listening in submarines. Don't think I didn't know that. And then we even got people listening overseas. When I say overseas, I'm talking in like Europe and Asia Thank you. Thank you very much. And much love to my main man, Seb, out of Paris, France, who sent me a a very beautifully, I can't even say written note, because he video recorded it, telling me how much he supports me in the JR Sport Brief Show. Thank you so much, my French brother. I got to go out there and learn French so we can hang out some more. I got to go visit him, okay? We got a lot to talk about here over the next four hours on what is a Wednesday. I know a little bit odd of a week when you think about coming off of uh, New Year's and Christmas and the holidays and what have you. It's kind of a gut punch. I don't know if every day feels like Monday or it feels like Friday, but it is Wednesday. It's a hump day. You can consider it to be a short week. And over the next four hours, I'm just going to have me a good old time. First of all, this is something that I am not just taking with me from The last time slot. This is something that I've been doing on YouTube for years. It's the top six. Yeah, you're not familiar with the top six list? It's something that I do every Wednesday where I don't give you a top five. No, that's too normal. I don't give you a top 10. I'm not David Letterman. I give you a top six list of a relevant topic in sports, something that I'm feeling. And in two hours from now, I'm going to share with you because it's the beginning of the year. I got to set the stage. I'm going to give you a top six list of athletes, active athletes, that I wish would just shut the hell up. You heard that correctly. I've had 12 months to look back at athletes that have just run their mouths and have said a lot, said a lot of crap, done a lot of crap. These are athletes who I I just want to see them perform. And no, this is not shut up and dribble because there's no racist tone to it. This is just, hey, man, you're saying a lot of crazy stuff. Do us a favor. Just focus in on your craft and ball the hell out. I mean, if they were saying anything constructive, then maybe I wouldn't hope that they would shut the hell up in 2024. That top six list is coming uh, two hours from now. Also two hours from now, we're going to find out who made the NFL Pro Bowl. Yeah, exciting, right? NFL Pro Bowl, the thing that used to be a game that's now run like, I don't know, the American Gladiators, the NFL players so uninterested in participating in the Pro Bowl that they had to take the approach of, I don't know, uh, well, let's just put together a bunch of mini-games and see what players actually show up. So we'll we'll talk about that later on in the show as we continue to move on. A big shout-out to Randy McMichael, former NFL vet, 11 years in the league, also the midday host here in Atlanta, Georgia, 92.9 The Game, He's going to come through and join us in about ah, 15 minutes or so, and we're going to talk about a game that actually does matter. That's the Miami Dolphins getting ready to take on the Buffalo Bills. The AFC East title is on the line. Somebody might get in. Somebody, in the case of the Bills, they might be out. There's a thin line between love and hate, and for the Bills, there's a thin line between the playoffs and not. And so we got a lot to discuss there. And then we also know there are, there are a lot of games as we move towards the weekend that matter and some that don't. Bills Miami absolutely matters. You got to think about some of these other games. I don't know. Lamar Jackson is sitting out. I mean, we got some other dudes. I mean, even Joe Flacco is going to get an opportunity to rest and he just rolled out of bed and uh, restarted his NFL career. So we're going to talk about Joe Flacco in a minute because at this time of year, there are plenty of people who are just finally rolling out of bed and getting back to work, or maybe you're rolling on your way back home. We're going to get into Joe Flacco in a second. Before I say anything else, it's a very simple question to our super producer and host, Ryan Hickey. Hey, Hickey, how you doing, man? You good? JR, I'm good. No complaints. On On a Wednesday, does it feel like, Monday? Does it feel like Wednesday? Does it feel like Thursday, Friday? Am I the only person that feels kind of out of sorts?
1: I would say Tuesday feel. Yesterday definitely felt like a Monday, and it took like three different times to remember it's not Monday. But even with that still
2: knowledge in the back of your head, I'll still say it has a Tuesday feel, which is nice. Tuesday feel on a Wednesday? No complaints. A Tuesday? Twos- no, man, you don't want a Tuesday feel because that's going back in Why not? time. What? but then it- you're a day ahead, so you remember, oh, wow, it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday, and that kind of brings a little extra joy, you know? So this is like a, you do a Jedi mind trick on yourself, huh? Accidentally, at least this week. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you. It's, it's pretty good. I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm all in favor of uh, Jedi mind tricks. And Jedi mind tricks typically come from uh, and watch some Star Wars, I don't want to say nerd or freak. I'm going to get messages online about how incorrect I am. You're not a real Star Wars fan. And that's fine by me. But the fact is, I know Jedi's are smart. I know Jedis are wise. Jedis are supposed to have all the knowledge and information. They go out there and they teach those, what do they call them, guys? Padawans? Padawan? I don't know what they call them. But Jedis are supposed to be all-knowing. And if I got to think about the NFL, and we just briefly talked about Joe Flacco, NFL is supposed to be full of them, right? supposed to be. Old dudes coming through with all the wisdom. Wise men wearing hoods. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. I guess in Bill Belichick's case, uh, this this guy walks around in a hood. He wouldn't be a Jedi. He'd be, I guess, a part of the Sith. And then you got an old quarterback, a guy who rolled off of his couch, and is now all of a sudden, after only playing five games, rolling into the postseason. That is Joe Flacco. Yes, this man is participating in football games that actually matter because it is absolutely ridiculous to even think about the fact that the Cleveland Browns, let me say this again. And I know we got a lot of people who've called me over the past several months on my old time slot. They've been calling me for months. Oh, Jr. the Browns going to do it. The Browns going to do it. Browns and Deshaun Watson is back. The Browns going to do it. I'm just like, all right, well, let me know what it happens. And if you think about these series of unfortunate events that have occurred for the Cleveland Browns, what the hell would lead you to think that they would be 11-5 and right now on their way into the postseason? The answer is nothing. Not a damn thing. Okay? Deshaun Watson, the man, breaks his shoulder. Sayonara. Goodbye. The Cleveland Browns have had to go through four starting quarterbacks since. We've had to see dudes get concussed and knocked out and benched. And we saw Dorian Thompson Robinson. Welcome to the NFL. We've had to see P.J. Walker. I see P.J. Walker, the first thing that comes to my mind, XFL. And then we had to see Joe Flacco get off his couch. What comes to mind when I think about Joe Flacco? Retirement. He's 38 years old. I've seen all of the jokes online. And I don't know if they're good jokes or bad jokes, because one guy almost died. It's like, hey, who should we name NFL comeback player of the year? Should it be DeMar Hamlin, who almost died? Or should it be Joe Flacco, who played for the New York Jets last year? And this is from a meme, not me. It said playing for the Jets is worse than death. There you have it. Your two candidates for comeback player of the year. And let's be real, man. Joe Flacco's supposed to be a backup somewhere and I get it. He's had more time to rest than anybody else. I'm sure his wife is sitting at home while the kids crawl all over her. I'm sure he's been at the, not the gym. I'm sure he's been in the gym. I'm sure he's been outside throwing a rock around because since he has come on board, the man has thrown for 13 touchdowns. This man, Joe Flacco has more touchdowns thrown completed than the New York Jets do as an entire damn team. This is a guy who just rolled out of bed. The NFL is funny, folks, unless you're a Jets fan. Or well, if you're a Jets fan, it's it's quite torturous. Joe Flacco last went on a Super Bowl run 10 years ago. Okay? This man participated in the Harbaugh Bowl out in 2013. Yeah, I guess 11 years ago now at this point. As we saw the Ravens go out there and beat the 49ers 34 to 31. And and on that run, which a lot of people tend to ignore when they talk about how Joe Flacco is, uh, you know, some ordinary bum out here. The man is in a category with Joe Montana and Kurt Warner with 11 touchdowns thrown in that playoff run. Do I think he's going to wake up and throw 11 touchdowns between, I don't know, Amari Cooper and David Njoku? No, I, I don't think so. But you got to give this dude his respect, especially uh, for a dude who, who just walked off of the street or I guess even worse, walked out of his house with his wife and his kids. I'm sure he's in paradise right now. and It's not because he has a wife and kids it's because he has a wife and he got a lot of kids. I've seen Joe Flacco out in the street, man. I saw him check into a hotel once, played in a golf tournament with him. Yeah, I played golf a long time ago. And he checks into the hotel, and his wife is behind him, and his kids are behind him, and they all got bags. And I'm looking at Joe Flacco, and I'm like, man, they stressing you out. Have a drink. And so I know Joe Flacco is thrilled to be running from 300-pound men instead of hanging out at home with a bunch of toddlers. And good on Joe Flacco for that. Now, having said that, I don't know how long this magic carpet ride is going to go out there. And last, I mean, if if you have to think about Joe Flacco, it seems like he's he's gotten some rest along the way. I mean, facing off against his former team, the New York Jets, it looks like uh, he was able to get a little bit of a rest in and of itself. I mean, the Browns just beat him a couple of days after Christmas, 37 to 20. It's like the New York Jets have already decided to, quote unquote, pack it in. Yeah, he could have packed it in when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. We'll talk about him later in the show. But Joe Flacco, he was caught, like, kind of nodding off on the sidelines. I mean, Joe Flacco was asked about this on the NFL Network after the fact. He's like, yo, bro, were you on the bench during the ass-whooping? Were you falling asleep? And Joe Flacco had to kind of just wave it off, like, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. Listen to this. Last one, because I know I want to get you home and to bed. I think they caught you nodding off on the sidelines there. You practically did it in your sleep tonight. I don't know about that. I, I, I can't believe that. I'm sure my eyes, who knows? Uh, but was it in the second half? I, mean, I we, think so. we, we weren't doing much. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't doing much? We weren't doing much, so next time I'll get a pillow and I'll, I'll just lay the hell down. The Browns have had every reason in the world to quit. Nick Chubb broke his leg. Gruesome. That man's, that man's knee did a, a letter L in, a, in the wrong direction. Deshaun Watson breaks his shoulder. And Joku, who I just mentioned, this man lit himself on fire at home by accident and still played. He burned all of the skin off of his face, and he still showed up to work and played. That's nutty. They went through four starting quarterbacks. The Browns are 11-5. and They're taking on Cincinnati in a meaningless game, and now we're staring them in the face, them being the Browns are staring the playoffs in the face, and I look at them and I go, how? You just want to tell me about the defense? Kevin Stefanski needs a raise for dealing with this, okay? They need to up this man's pay. I don't know, maybe Deshaun Watson can dig in his piggy bank. The Haslams ain't giving nobody else no more money. Maybe they need to ask Deshaun for money. This is nuts. And Kevin Stefanski, he spoke to the media earlier today, and he actually let everybody know that Joe Flacco, the guy who just showed up back to work, who just left his wife and kids to get uh, chased by 300-pound Giants, that he's getting a game off. They want Joe Flacco to rest. Like he didn't just roll off of his couch. And now who, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Listen to what Stefanski said.
1: Jeff Driscoll will start at quarterback. Uh, Jeff's a, a guy with the system knowledge from Arizona, uh, is helpful uh, to get out there. Uh, and, you know, P.J. Walker will be the backup. He's been uh, great for us. He started in games and won for us, but just felt like this was uh, the right thing to do uh, f- for the team in, in this particular instance to, to give Jeff a uh, – an opportunity to to show us what he's capable of as well
2: now you know damn well no nobody care about this game when Jeff Driscoll is starting quarterback this man has started 11 games in his damn life this man has a quarterback record He only got one win let's just put it that way one win 11 starts they don't care about this game about Cincinnati they care about Joe Flacco going out there and getting some rest like he hasn't had enough already congratulations Joe Flacco I don't think he's gonna go on no Super Bowl run like he did with the Ravens unless he got a time machine in the Ravens defense but you got to commend Joe Flacco for going out there and balling out Lamar Jackson is getting a rest I know Lamar working hard MVP right and even Joe Flacco's getting a rest, even though he just rolled out of bed not too long ago. It's kind of crazy going back to work, huh? It's the beginning of the year, and Joe Flacco's back to work, and even he's getting a rest. So maybe you two, listening wherever the hell you're at, maybe you can get a rest as well, even though this is only, what is this, January 3rd. It's still early. You can dream, right? It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got a lot to do. We're going to talk about other NFL players getting ready to rest. I'm going to deliver to you a top six list in about, I don't know, an hour and 45 minutes from now. Athletes that I wish would just focus in on their game this year. We're going to hear from Rory McElroy. Sounds like he is through beefing with Live. We're going to talk about some of these blowouts in college. It's not just taking place on the football side. We had a disaster game on the college basketball side last night as well. And so we're going to take a break. When we come back, yeah, the Browns-Cincinnati, they're playing for nothing. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about two teams playing for a lot. It's the Buffalo Bills. It's the Miami Dolphins. And joining us to discuss it is someone who played for those Miami Dolphins. He's now a broadcaster on ninety-two nine The Game in Atlanta. It's Randy McMichael. It's the JR Sport Bree Show. Happy Wednesday Hump Day on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and 3-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We just opened up the show by talking about an individual who will not be playing to finish out the NFL season. That's a dude who just rolled out of bed. His name is Joe Flacco. But we do have a very important game coming up this Sunday night. It's going to be on NBC Sunday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills are going to be out there trying to get into the playoffs and lock up the AFC East. And the Dolphins are going to go out there and, and try to do the same damn thing and show some life, especially after the loss that they just took, the beatdown that they just took at the hands of the Ravens. So a big game to close out the NFL season. And to talk about it all, and even more, we needed to bring on someone who was a former player for the Miami Dolphins, someone who was an 11-year NFL vet. He's the current midday host with Andy Bunker. He on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, Georgia. It's my main man, Randy
1: McMichael. Randy, how you doing, boss? What's going on, my boy? I'm good. Hey, man, I'm just so happy that you uh, allowed me to come on. First of all, again, I know I text you, but congratulations on the new, the new tie slide. Well-deserved. And like I was telling you, a producer, I've just finished watching up this Cat Williams thing, uh, Jr. <laughs> boy, 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 boy. Yeah. I heard
2: yeah, – well, Mac, thank you, first of all, for joining. I, how, how long is that between him and Shannon? It, Cat Williams went on for, what, an hour? How long is that?
1: No, no, no. Two hours and 40 minutes.
2: Excuse me? Two hours and 40 minutes. I'm going to have to play that all day tomorrow <laughs> while I'm just working all day, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know me, I'm a cul-de-sac dad who kids are home from uh, – still over christmas break so i mean i had to sneak down the basement to watch it so yeah so now i just came upstairs the house looked like an earthquake went through it but i actually didn't get to watch all of it
2: no nah, well, i will listen i'm gonna watch uh, all four hours tomorrow and i give you a report on uh on, on, on friday we'll talk about it right michael <laughs> is joining us here the jr sport show on cbs sports radio listen man we're here at the end the, the end of the nfl season I know you played for the Dolphins. We've seen the Dolphins look hot this year. At one point in time, people were talking about Tua Tagovailoa Valoa as a potential MVP. Now his shoulder is hurting. You got Waddle with an injured ankle. This is terrible, terrible news. Uh, I, I saw the cheetah. I saw that his house went up in flames today. It's a, it's a, so do you think there's a realistic possibility that the Dolphins have peaked so far this year?
1: I don't know what to think about the Dolphins because I think the biggest thing that you want to see from them was beat a team with a winning record, and then they beat Dallas. You know, they were able to find a way to beat Dallas at the end of the game, and then you go to Baltimore and you get ramrodded, you know. And so and then you talk about the injury to Waddle, and then you talk about what happened with Tyreek. And, I mean, as a player, you can always compartmentalize things, but, I mean, your house is damn burning down. Luckily, and thank God, nobody was hurt and everything. And so you come in and you are playing Buffalo, Who's playing some good football, Jay? I mean, they were people left there for dead. and Now they're one of the hottest teams in the, uh, in the AFC. And when you talk about a winner-take-all game as far as the division, Miami, you know, they lost their best pass rusher, Jaden Phillips, early in the year. You lose Bradley Chubb last week to an ACL. I mean, I don't know if Xavier Howard's going to play. So you got so many holes in his defense. But my biggest thing is can they find a way to get the ball to Tyreek Hill? Now, I don't know. Like, again, Tyreek Hill's going through a traumatic-type thing today. I don't know, you know, his mindset and all those different things. But if they can find a way to get Tyreek close to 200 yards, I think the, the Miami Dolphins should be all right. But they got to be able to run the football.
2: A former Dolphin, Randy McMichael, is joining us here. CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sportby Show. You talk about it. This is a winner-take-all. The Buffalo Bills, at one point in time, they were like 5-5. Five and five. They've won four in a row. Uh, the Dolphins are just – I don't want to say that they're, they're, they're hitting the skids, but this is the worst possible time. I thought throughout the course of the season that Miami, I was going to be real interested to see how they performed in the playoffs, not not because of injury, but because of the weather. I mean, you played down in Miami. You sweated your ass off. Is that a legitimate thing when we get to the end of the season, how a warm-weather team is going to fare up in the cold, or is that just a bunch of nonsense?
1: Well, I think I think
2: it has. Is it? I think
1: a lot of times they are, I think it's nonsense. Because you know football is football, they cold too now I, and I always say that they're cold too, but I mean obviously the elements and all those different things and playing in South Florida, we all know how the how the stadium is built, where the sun just shines, especially those one o'clock games, it just sits there and sits on the uh the visiting sideline the whole game and, 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 I mean, you might be sitting on the sideline, but that sun is directly on you, and so Miami is in a position where you know they they just got to find a way because I think the biggest thing that happened for Miami this year was tour state healthy for the most part, all year. He got a little banged up, but he was able to – you see the dynamic that he has when he's able to play all 17 games. They're going to need a big game from JR. They, they really, really are. And the thing about it is it's not even necessarily the cold, it's the wind. You know, that's the thing about it. It's the wind. It's the – if it's snowing and all those things. I've been to Buffalo when it's snowing and when it's cold and all those different things. It's an advantage for them if you let it be on it. We went up there, and we ran the ball, and we, I think we ran – it was – I think it was like three degrees. It was snowing. <laughs> it was everything. That was – I'm i am say my age. That's when they had the old Astro turf. And all we did was run the ball the whole time and we were able to beat them. So if Miami can run the football, I don't, I don't know. I know A.C.N. is still healthy and everything. If they can find a way to get some groundwork going, they got a chance to go and win this game. But Buffalo – I mean, Josh Allen, he's not playing as well as he did a couple weeks ago. But at the same time, you don't want him because he's that capable. He has that kind of talent to be able to win a football game like this because he's that great of a player.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Randy, for for the benefit of Miami, they they are still seven and one at home. This is a night game, so they don't got uh-huh. the benefit of, of, of none of that sun peeking out there. Correct. What do you think happens? Miami's getting into the playoffs, win or lose. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of whether or not they're going to get that home game or whether or not they're going to win the AFC East. What happens on Sunday? And what do you think is the overall with Miami? Do they have it to compete and, and, and represent the AFC?
1: Well, the thing about it is, and Jared, you've been down to Miami at night. Yeah, that sun might not be there, but you know what it is? That's humidity. Humidity. <laughs> that humidity. Yeah. That humidity Oh gonna be yeah. down there. Yeah, and it's going to be pumping. And and so you hope Miami could find a way to, to to win this game. Because like you said, they are in the playoffs, but you want to find a way to get you a playoff game in Miami. Just like you said, to take advantage of some of those elements. And this is one of those things where, I mean, everybody's banged up. Everybody's, uh, you know, sore. I saw that um, that um, Buffalo's getting a couple of their defensive starters back this week and Micah Hyde and a couple of other guys. And so they're going to be as close to full strength because that's been their biggest issue. Outside of the turnover Josh Allen, they lost some big-time players and Jadarius White and Milano and guys like that. So I think that Miami's got to find a way to make explosive plays. Now, Buffalo, they want to blitz now. Are they going to be able to sit back and let Tua just pick them apart? Because the one thing about it, if you blitz Tua, because they get the ball out, you risk that run out the catch by Tyreek Hill and some of those other guys. Well,
2: we we better. Well, you, you brought this up as well. Yeah. Tua made it through a season standing upright. It was only months ago there were conversations about him potentially retiring. He considered it. So it, it's nice to know that he made it. Through a full season, Randy McMichael is here with us, the Jr. Sportbreeze Show on CBS Sports Radio. Randy, a midday host on ninety two nine The Game in Atlanta, with Andy Bunker. You know, right before you joined us, Randy, we talked about Joe Flacco. The dude rolled off of his couch. The Browns <laughs> have an eleven. 11- have gone through a litany of injuries, and this ain't no joke. You got one dude who got burned in the face. You got another guy with a broken shoulder. You got a guy who broke his knee. <laughs> Like they're eleven and five, am am I crazy to think like this Cinderella story got to end? What do you think about the Browns?
1: Uh, it is so funny, J.R. First of all, I think Kevin Stefanski has to win NFL Coach of the Year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He has to win NFL Coach of the Year, and this is the funny thing about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco always plays good in the playoffs. Now I know he's not going to play this week because obviously they're locked in and they don't want to risk him getting hurt. But it's playoff Joe, and that defense they got travels. That's the thing about it. They are ferocious defensively, and it travels. Can Joe Flacco? Now, Joe Flacco, he rolled off his couch, but he's averaging 300 daggone yards a game. So they're letting him throw the football. And the one thing about Joe, since he's been back, he'll, like, put the ball at risk now. <laughs> you know It's been about five or six interceptions that have been dropped by them, but it's such a great story. You lose Nick Chubb. You lose three tackles. I mean, Amari Cooper didn't play last week. I mean, like you said, David Anjaku's uh, accident, all the quarterbacks, and yet they are right in the position. And the one thing they got, they got that defense that can keep you in the football games. It's just all about Joe Flacco not throwing the game away. But I mean, this is a great story. And, you know, I would love to see Joe Flacco play the Baltimore Ravens oh in the God. AFC Championship game.
2: Would that, be, would that not be the greatest thing ever? Hey, listen, sometimes the stories got to write themselves. I think there's a Patrick Mahomes guy who might have something to say yeah. about it, but but even yeah, his yeah, team yeah. is looking – they ain't looking good. I mean, there are more stories out right now about Kelsey uh, than anything going on with the Chiefs. You've been in NFL locker rooms for 11 years. You you were in Georgia. You, you've been in locker rooms your whole life, man. How big of a distraction – or how much nonsense, or do people ignore this Kelsey-Swift thing? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, as a player, you always you always got to compartmentalize what's your job and what's, you know, the off-the-field stuff. And Kelsey, I think the one thing about Kelsey is he got a lot going on off-the-field, not just with this relationship, but all these commercials and everything like that. And I'm not saying that's hindering his production, you know, you know, the one thing we know about Father Time, it catches up with all of us. I think that, you know, and, and with, with the way teams are guarding him, considering the fact that there's nobody that can catch a ball consistently other than him, you know, he's having not one of his best. Now. He's still on pace to have another 1,000-yard season. But I think the one thing that a lot of us do at Kansas City is we give them the benefit of the doubt because they got 15. They got 15, and they got Andy Reid. Now, their defense, the best defense he's had since he's been in Kansas City, but we always give him the benefit of the doubt because this will be his first time, after the first uh, home game, that he'll have an opportunity to go on the road in the playoffs. And that's where these other guys got to step up. Because the one thing about it, Jay, is that there's no help coming. You know, it's all about who the guys are in the building that got to get right. But we always give him the doubt because the benefit of the doubt, because Pat Mahomes is the best player in the NFL.
2: Yeah, he's always making something out of nothing. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it this year. Randy McMichael is joining us. I got to ask you about our local squad before we get out of here. Man. I, you feel it like I feel it. I'm sure people. I know people ask you probably more than they ask me. But all I hear was, "Up the Falcons. Why the Falcons? This. Why they do that? We got all these these toys, and ain't nobody to get them the ball, man. What do you think is the possible reset this off season? Is it at quarterback? Is it at the head coaching position? How do they quote unquote right the ship?
1: Well, they got to get a quarterback. That that is the first thing that Atlanta has to do. They got to go get a quarterback because they got two bombs at quarterback. All right, and they were – and they misread the, the room as far as can this guy, you know, can, can this guy not mess up enough. Because the team's good enough around Desiree and Taylor, Tyler Haneke. But can you not mess up and have those catastrophic plays? I called him – after that Carolina play, I called him a catastrophic damn quarterback. That's what I called him. Because <laughs> there was one thing that you couldn't do on that play, J.R., and he did it. The one thing you can't do to cost your team the game and he did it. And then he comes in and mop up time, and what did he do last week in Chicago? Throws a dag on intercession. So they gotta get that fixed. I don't know where this Arthur Smith thing is going. If you read reports, he's safe. If you read reports, he's fired. I said this Monday on our show in Atlanta, I mean Tuesday in Atlanta, I said if they don't win the NFC South, which they gotta beat New Orleans this weekend and Tampa has to lose to Carolina, he needs to be let go. But because of the fact that these are must-win games. You go get blasted in Chicago like that. Your team looks unprepared. I don't know how Arthur Blank is going to do this. I know how the listeners and how the Falcons fans feel. It's going to be a hard pill to swallow, and it's going to be hard for for these fans here in Atlanta to kind of, like, see the vision if Arthur Smith is back. I'm just saying that I don't know what's going to happen. I would not be surprised if Arthur Smith is back because of the patience of Arthur Blank. But, I mean, it's going to tick some people off. But if they get the quarterback right, they got enough talent to make some noise.
2: I mean, for all of this, they should have let me go out there on Sunday and play quarterback. I can They're... also not throw the ball to Drake London or Kyle Pitts. I can also not do that. So, hey, you know, maybe you want to.
1: they got too much stuff here. they got good players here, man. We gotta get, they got to get a quarterback. And Arthur Smith, the head coach, has to go to Arthur Smith, the play caller, and say, don't you dare call that blank right now. <laughs> All right, we're rolling. Don't be calling no double-reverse pass. Don't have Bijan John Lining, the quarterback, with Desiree going in, in motion. No. Turn around and just hand the ball to number seven and let him do his thing. Until hey, that happens, they're going to have these issues. Hey, Randy,
2: last last question for you. I know you're a bulldog. I'm, I'm a bulldog by nature by being down here for as, as long as I have been by now. Man, you play tight end, and this dude Brock Bowers going out there, getting ready to go into the league playing tight end. What do you think this dude is
1: gonna do in the league? Oh man, I'm gonna tell you this. First of all, I said it this morning. He is my favorite bulldog. He's a he's my and I got boys that are Hall of Famers and everything that played for Georgia. He is a, he's a my he's my favorite dog because of the first time I saw him play in that Clemson game. I was like, damn, because we heard about him all See This freshman from Napa, he's got this. I'm like. Freshman from Napa in the South. Came Man, from California. In. Yeah, how about that?
2: Yeah.
1: I was like, huh? Hold on, we got this big kid named Darnell Washington from Vegas. He's the a, a number seven prospect in the country. That's what y'all talk about. No, this kid Brock Bowers. And once I saw him and once I watched him play, and then me going up there and ha- having a chance to hang around him, he's such a good kid. Bro, I think he's going to be great because he can catch, he can run. He's tough as nails. He will block. He does anything and everything he needs to get the job done. So I think he's going to be a really good pro. And it's like one of those things. I think he can be a Kelsey-like player. That's, wow. what, that's, that's, what, that's what I think of Brock Bowers. I think of Travis Kelsey when I think of Brock Bowers
2: but we got to find that pop star and set him up in about five or six years. So i work on that. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't
1: know, do okay? that. Come on.
2: I'm just saying we could wait six, seven, I don't know, maybe 10 years, and then he'll be, he'll be ready for it. Hey, Randy, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on. Thank you for the con words. You and Andy Bunker, y'all are the best combo as far as I'm concerned in the country. I listen to a lot. I always enjoy listening to y'all middays on nine A Game in Atlanta. Where can people find and keep up with
1: you online, my man? Oh, well, you can always follow me on my ex-Twitter, whatever you want to call it, RandyMac81. That's where I'm at usually most of the time. And, uh, man, again, JR, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. Anytime you need me, you know I'm always a call away, brother. Oh, I know where to find
2: you easy. I know where to <laughs> find you. And my key card still works, so I know where to okay. find you. <laughs> Enjoy the games, Randy. A pleasure, All right, brother. Man. Thank Later. you. Thank you so much to Randy McMichael for joining us. A lot of insight. I got to talk to him forever. When I see him, I do. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs and NFL and Falcons and Miami. He didn't even go to the Chargers, other teams that he played for. Out in St. Louis as well, an overall good dude. Always good to see Randy, whether it's uh, in the office or whether it's out with his folks. Listen, it's the JR Sportbreeze Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS is the number. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back from break, we talked about a few mu- uh, magicians, and actually Randy brought up one. His name is Patrick Mahomes. I told you Joe Flacco is not playing. It don't look like Patrick Mahomes is going to play either. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. I do want to get into some of these ridiculous blowouts that we've seen in college. You can thank Randy's alma mater and with the Georgia Bulldogs as a part of it.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you to my main man, Randy McMichael, for joining us in the last break. 11-year NFL vet, current midday host with Andy Bunker. Andy and Randy in Atlanta, Georgia, 92-9 the game. Randy came through, gave us his insight on the Miami Dolphins, talked about the Bills, talked about Brock Bowers, uh, looked at at what the hell is going on in the league. Always a pleasure. Thank you for coming through and joining us. One dude that we did mention, a part of the conversation as we we look towards what might be in store in the AFC as we move towards the playoffs, we mentioned Patrick Mahomes, who, in addition to Joe Flacco, who we talked about at the open of the show, Patrick Mahomes is also he, he ain't playing. This upcoming Sunday, you will not see Patrick Mahomes on the field against the Chargers to close out the season. Why? Because the game means nothing. It's a kind of crazy thing to think about. Actually, here you have the NFL ridiculously profitable. Twenty billion dollars approaching twenty billion dollars generated per year. And then we know this as a part of a 17 game slate. By the time we get to the end of the season, they're going to be some games that don't matter. The MVP, probably the face of the league, one of the faces of the league, and Patrick Mahomes, he ain't even playing, and nobody will even bat an eye unless you're going out there and you're shelling out some money to hopefully see him. The fact of the matter is, this sucks. It really does. But the Chiefs are a team that they're 10-6. We know the Buffalo Bills on there four game winning streak we know that the baltimore ravens are are smacking the dolphins around the dolphins are hurt the chiefs are not what they used to be and you just heard randy mcmichael talk about it it's one thing to have to prepare for tyreek hill and his speed it's another thing to just look at kelsey and go we ain't worried about nobody but him i mean even with the emergence of rasheed rice and he's probably the best secondary option right now for patrick mahomes they're spreading the ball out but I don't got the same confidence in them that I've had in years past. I mean, what do I know? The, the Kansas City Chiefs are now locked in at the third overall seed in the AFC. We got Blaine Gabbert, who will start against the Chargers. No thank you. Nobody even, well, we pray to God we don't see Blaine Gabbert uh, in the postseason. But the fact is, they don't got the firepower people have been asking me throughout the course of the year "Hey, what's what's going on with the chiefs and chiefs need to do this and the chiefs need to do that and what's wrong with the chiefs what's wrong with the chiefs is tyreek hill is no longer a kansas city chief and i get it they just won another super bowl the chiefs did tyreek hill was not there he was not a participant and i i know juju smith schuster is probably past what he was when he was balling out in pittsburgh a little bit older a little bit slower but you had to account for him for something, and now the chickens have come home to roost. And go ask Tua Tonga Valoa, you know how big of an impact Tyreek Kill has had on the team. It was only a couple of weeks ago that Tua Tonga Valoa basically stood in front of the media and had to tell everybody in a, a, a mocking way, "Oh yeah, well I, I'm nothing without Tyreek Kill. I'm nothing without Tyree Kill." And that's not to say that that Tua is garbage because he's not, but Tyree Kill is a difference maker for any team that he plays for Tyree kill is a difference maker for any team that he steps on the field and represents I mean it's nuts when we look back in time it's going to be wild to think that he was on the receiving end of passes from Patrick Mahomes that's a, a wild combination all things considered And I know Tyreek Hill made jokes about potentially retiring and getting into video games and gamings, and maybe he will. This man ain't going nowhere. He's not even 30 years old yet. He's probably still the fastest, well, definitely probably the fastest wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the game, and he is setting himself up for a Hall of Fame career. For a man who was drafted and came into the NFL with all types of issues and problems, behavioral, etc., he's building himself a, a Hall of Fame career here. First in receiving yards, 1,700. Second in touchdowns, 12. You want to tell me that those would not be numbers that would have boosted the living hell out of the Kansas City Chiefs? The Chiefs have built their entire team over the past several years around scoring a rock. Patrick Mahomes being a magician, Patrick Mahomes looking like Magic Johnson with a football in his hand, and now he's short a trick. He can only throw to Travis Kelsey. The last time I checked, there's a whole piece in the New York Times about Travis Kelsey and how his managers have worked with him to go out there and just build his brand, and maybe one day he could be bigger than The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot going on in Kansas City. I'd be shocked if they go out there and make a Super Bowl run. I said this last night. I think this is time, or this might be time for the Baltimore Ravens to go out there and represent the AFC. I think they stand the best chance to win a championship. They've done it consistently throughout the year, and I got to cross my fingers that Lamar Jackson does not go down with an injury. That would be the worst-case scenario. Sorry to Travis Kelsey. Sorry to my homes, sorry to the Dolphins, and sorry to the Bills. Yeah, I think the Ravens got it this year. It's the JR Sport Breach Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got to take a break. And in an hour from now, I'm going to share with you a new top six list. We're going to look at the top six athletes I wish would shut the hell up in 2024. But before we do that, I told you the Ravens, I think they'll be competitive. There have been some unfortunate incidents here in the world of sports over the past few weeks where some teams, they just got their asses whooped. We're going to talk about blowouts on the other side. Terrible, terrible blowouts here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question.
1: What's the best podcast of all time?